construction, golf news, equipment, travel, interviews, course profiles, and more. Your weekly fix of all things golf is about to begin. It's the Flagstick Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Bonner and Scott McLeod. Well, welcome to the Flagstick Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Botter, along with my good friend, Scott McLeod. And the Flagstick Podcast is sponsored this week by TaylorMade with Stealth. They have pushed past the limits of titanium and introduced the world to the carbon wood age. So how far are they willing to take it? Way past far and into forgiveness. Introducing all new Stealth 2 Plus, combining the elements of speed and forgiveness to unlock forgiveness. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to learn more. Um, as always, off the top, we just want to remind you, we need you to follow us on social media across all the networks, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. We need you to subscribe to us on Spotify, Audible, Pod- Google Podcasts, and, or Apple Podcasts, or all of them if you want. We really need you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, like us and click the notification bell. Make sure that you never miss a single episode when we drop one. Uh, we are continuing to add new content to the YouTube channel. We need you to jump on there and have a look. Uh, yes, please. Con- contests are coming. Product is here. I'm happy to give away some stuff. Sounds good. So we will come up with some cool contest ideas, but uh, you get nothing if you don't subscribe to us, at least on the YouTube channel. So There you go. 100%. No YouTube, no, no goodies for you. I, I apologize in advance, Jeff. I just corrected the show notes. I got ahead of myself. It is not episode 44. It is episode 42. But... You will notice that when I sent you the the, yeah. the link to for recording this, that I put episode 42 at the top. I'm like, I, I, episode I 44, what are you counting? Like, what, what is the... Did you Why do some I... when I wasn't looking or what? Yeah, I did. I, I rolled a couple out, uh, you know, a couple of quick ones there. But, you know, yeah. Anyway. Whatever floats your boat there. But I appreciate the enthusiasm of wanting to really, you know, get in there and jump ahead and get some extra episodes in. Sure. I'll get it. It, it is what it is. Scott McLeod, did you play some golf? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I played nine holes on Monday. Oh, my gosh. After, obviously, we're going to get into it, talking about the flagstick open. But, you know, yes. by the time I got home, got the final story done at whatever, 11 o'clock that night. I was beat. So um, the, the thought dogs of actually, were barking. Yeah, the thought of playing a round of golf wasn't really on my mind. And then, you know, Monday afternoon, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go over and maybe hit a couple of putts. And when I did that, just as I got there, there was three guys on the tee, including one of our players who will be playing in the flagstick shootout. And they said, hey, we're missing our fourth. When he came out. And I'm like, oh, why not? I'm not really prepared, but sure. So it was kind of like finding stuff in my bag. Didn't even have proper golf shoes on. Didn't, you know, whatever, but walk nine. That was enough. I was done. So, but uh, yeah, no, uh, no chance yet this week to get out there, but I'm sure I will. I'm I'm eager to play just because got a, an event coming up on June 5th, the flagship.com PGA of Ottawa tour. Um, so it's slightly nice. modified event this year too, because they're doing Stableford. the Stableford system. Yeah. Um, so that should be fun early in the season. Uh, you know, I mean, it's a lot perfect. of the, a lot of the club pros have been spending a lot of time in the shops, getting things ready for their members, not spending a lot of yeah. time on the range, working on their games. So a little yeah. Stableford, give them a little reprieve there, a little, little, you know, yeah. points instead of strokes and yeah. why not? No, I'm looking why forward not? to that. And I, I, you know, whatever, I mean, it is what it is. 
but it, you know, I, you always like to be prepared a little bit sure. uh, when you go out and, and, and play those. So um, yeah, I better get some practice in, in the a next bit, week. A little bit. Well, you know half, what? So. Some of us don't have a simulator in their garage. That yeah, we... no, but I don't like to hit balls inside in the yeah, in the, in the, yeah, in the summertime. I want to get on grass and, and you know, it's not yeah. the same. Grass is overrated. Hitting short game shots and all sorts of different lies and stuff like that. Yeah, I can go in there and swing. Certainly, I got an advantage that way. But uh, it, it's nice to get out and, and score on a, on a real golf course and kind of get a feel for things. So. Yeah, well, why not? Why yeah. not? Why not? Should be fun. Should be fun. Definitely. Lots of other stuff going on too. Um, mm. I mean, obviously, we want to get into uh, we want to get into our front end. And just before we get started, we we do have an awesome show. We're going to talk about the flagstick open. We're going to talk about the flagstick shoot it in the back half on the back nine. We're yep. going to talk about a little bit about the PGA Championship and the whole block party thing in the back nine. We're going to talk about the uh, um, Play Junior Golf Tour, the race to the flagstick.com cup. We're going to talk about a bunch of little stuff. We're going to go random. We're going to go. We're going to go all over the map. There's no structure. There's no script here. We're just gonna. We're just gonna talk golf. We're gonna talk about some stuff. But before we do that, um, we do have to uh, remind everybody that the front nine is presented by our good friends at Metcalf Golf Club. A natural setting, a pleasant challenge. Uh, golf season's here. Uh, buy up those uh, memberships if you can get one. Join one of their leagues. Um, get some game packs. They have 10, 20, 30 game packs. Uh, and get ready to hit the tee and save yourself some money at the same time. Visit MetcalfGolf.com to shop for those now. Okay, front nine. All right, pegging the ground, yeah. standing over the ball, visualizing. Let's go. Flagstick open, Scott. Um, <laughs> How was the weekend, Jeff? Is it a blur? <laughs> well, I know should say it's. I, I should say it's more than a weekend. Obviously, people focus and pay attention on the weekend, but there's a lot of weeks yeah. and months that go into two so days much. of now, activity. Now, now I, I'll be I'll be honest. When it comes to um events, you're always I mean anybody that's ever run an event, uh you're you know you the, the biggest struggle with any event is making sure that you've got a full field. Mm-hmm. Um because stuff's got to get paid for. I mean these events are not free. Yeah. So sponsors aside, you still have courses to pay for, you've got you know food to pay for, you've got prizes and registration. In our case, registration gifts we're very, very fortunate with our partners at TaylorMade and Adidas Golf um, that that we can provide an amazing registration gift for everybody. But there's other things that do cost money, and and filling the field is of most importance. Now we were fortunate with the flagstick open; the field pretty much sold out in 72 hours. Yeah, um, and we had a waiting list for quite some time, and then we dug into that waiting list the last sure week did. and a half uh, because it happens. You're these guys are registering in February for an event yeah. that's happening in May. And things happen, people have to cancel, but we're fortunate L- with that. Life event. happens. Yeah. yeah, so it gets in the way all the time. Shouldn't. Golf's more important than life, really. But <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, anyway, um, so we're very fortunate. Field of 120, locked in, uh, split tees, crappy freaking weather again. Jeez <laughs> Louise. It was only and it's one pretty day bad. When, it's weather. pretty sad when you have the players coming to us asking us if there's anything that we can do to to clean up the weather weather. it's like every year it's Uh, something every year now fortunately yeah i would say the bad weather came on saturday and it was followed by great weather a little windy on sunday but but great weather on sunday for golf and um that's a fortune because you know you know you know the good weather's coming the next day it makes you kind of want to get up and come back yeah Uh, when you know the crappy weather is going to be around Mm -hmm. two days in a row 
getting out of bed to come in and play another round of golf in that garbage weather that we had to deal with and players yeah. had to deal with more than we did. But, oh, it was ugly. It was, yeah, and it's hard, too, when uh, players are coming from afar, right? You know, if mm-hmm. they drive, if especially, you know, they're driving in from wherever. I mean, we did have players that were staying there, uh, you know, shout out to the 13 guys that came down from the Northern Golf Association. Oh, yes. Timmins and so forth. They were obviously staying down. But, you know, people that are commuting from like Cornwall and things like that. Yeah, I can I can see it where all of a sudden it's a bad weather day and you know, maybe you didn't have your best round on Saturday. Maybe you're thinking, yeah, I don't know about an early tea time or an early drive up. Maybe I'll just uh I'll just uh you know mail it in. But you know we only had a couple. Um we only had a know, couple. And, and those were and the ones that there was there was you know withdrawing due to injury with some of them some people yeah. had little injuries, back that injuries were nagging. yeah and that weather on saturday would not have helped anybody yep. that had a back issue so um you know if you if you were injured you know we have no issues with that yep. uh, you know so those we are, just, were, we those were are justifiable justified withdrawals of course um you know pretty much everybody showed up day two uh to get after it and man what a show they put on yeah, what it was good. I mean, put on. I mean, it was probably one of the tightest. It wasn't one of the lowest scoring tournaments no. that we've ever had. You know, and and we should say this is the eleventh time we've we've had the flagstick open. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was one of the tightest races where, as I said to you, you know, starting to get ready to kind of prepare your story and things afterwards. A lot of times you can sort of. You know, it, it happens in media rooms all the time. You start to prep your story. Yeah, you of sort of know you know who the players are are in the mix. Someone's got a lead. You start thinking of a line of you know of, of writing as far as an angle and so forth. This one, no. all bets are off. <laughs> all bets are off. And and you know we had players back and forth. Some taking lead, dropping out of the lead. Others jumping in. And you know, and then by the time it came down to to eighteen, you know what? Three three way playoff. I know. Yeah, the um, most exciting way to finish the golf tournament. I mean, you know, we we were all at that point. We're all getting ready to kind of like, okay, let's. It's been a long weekend. Let's go. <laughs> let's go home. Let's go home. And then it's like a playoffs. Like ah, yeah, but this is a great fitting end to to the way that this weekend and the way that this uh, this day has gone with it. You know, all the bouncing around. Some guys, I think um, Hudson Turcott had it to four under for the day at one point. Yep. Um, you know, it's Brady, Brady, Brady Hall was at three over. Yeah. Owen Rigg. Yeah. Owen Rigg had it to three under. Owen Rigg's one of the guys yeah. we were talking about with the Northern Golf Association. He came down from from up uh, up north to play. Comes every year. Brings his brings his buddy uh, and and brings his crew. And and yep. uh, he had it going for a while and just couldn't keep just couldn't keep it the momentum going. Like it was it was getting interesting. It was really difficult to see how it was all going to play out. But uh, at the end of the day. Uh, Jared Coyle from Carlton Golf and Yacht Club. Yep. Um, he was the one standing with the uh, trophy over his head it when it was all said and done. It was uh, what a what yeah. a great champion. Yeah, uh, it was good. He was the he was the day le- uh, day one leader uh, last year. He had shot sixty nine uh, the first yeah. day last year, and then backed it up with a seventy five. And unfortunately, wasn't in the mix. So this was a little bit of vindication for him uh, to come in there and, and get that done. And and Believe me, these guys were having a hard time in regulation getting it done. Um, you know, Jared had an opportunity to get up and down, left his wedge short of the green. This, these are opportunities to get to two under uh, and and mm-hmm. take the outright win. 
Um, Daniel Abraha was right in the mix too. He had a wedge in there and then he hit it kind of off the toe and ended up 35 feet from the hole. And then Brady Hall had a short one and he pitched it up there just short, missed that putt. So, you know, we weren't sure what was going to happen based on what their play was like at, yeah. the, at the end. These guys were, you know, they'd been champions for 36 holes. And then, you know, when it came down to it, now some of them didn't know. They, they weren't 100% aware yeah. that that was going to make the difference. But, uh, you know, Brady had made bogeys on 15 and 17. So I know it was really, you know, digging at him a fair bit. Daniel had no clue. He didn't know that he, that was in the mix. He assumed somebody else had gone low. So these guys weren't leaderboard watching. But, uh, you know, so they were sort of surprised when everybody was around in the end and said, hey, uh, it's a three-way playoff. You got to go back to 18, boys. Nice. Well, there's a uh, young man, Brady Hall, whose game has really uh, gone yeah. to another level this year, too. Um, definitely, definitely. You know, really impressed with watching him play a little bit this weekend. Um, you know, I, I, I've got to... Got my eye on him when it comes to the the uh, July at the, mm, uh, at the, the flight shootout. shootout because obviously he's one of the one of the uh, thirty players that are now in uh, in that field uh, yep. have been selected to play in that field and he is sort of a local boy. Uh, yeah, down he, there. He's, yeah, he's obviously from the area. He's a member at Kettarokwe, but uh, you know, Smugglers is where his grandfather. Uh, has played. He's got a membership, and he's from Ganadokwe, so uh, he's played lots and lots of rounds there. Uh, he'll definitely kind of be in the mix. And, you know, right after that, as you said, there's just a stack of good players, including our two-time defending champion who got a top 10, but just, yeah. you know, just couldn't get it done. Um, it was day one that derailed everyone in most yes. cases. Um, where you positioned yourself in that, because it was, yeah. it was not good, not the greatest conditions to play golf, just because it was, a, it was, it was raining, like constant rain. It was like standing under the shower trying to play golf for five yeah. hours. Like yeah. it, that, that's, it wasn't particularly cold temperature wise, but with that kind of rain falling on you yeah, constantly, constant. it makes yeah. you feel cold and, and it gets right into the bone. You see people yeah. coming in with their hands are like just white and wrinkled. It's, yeah. it's just, you're saturated. There's nothing just, you can do. You've gone through every towel and every glove and every bit yeah. of clothing you have. It just creates a lot of randomness too when you're hitting shots. Obviously, you know, water between the ball uh, and the club face, you know, lots of friction, shot, shots going, you know, higher than usual. Some just some different randomness, which sort of takes out some of the, the skill aspect of it. It's mm -hmm. much harder to adjust. So um, it was no surprise that, you know, the players that ended up in the playoff were uh, three of the four that were even par or better after yeah. day one. So, um, yeah, but you know, overall, uh, great commentary. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, Chris cook who won the B who came down from Timmins, um, you know, he had nothing but praise and, um, it's, it's neat to see new faces. And he said, you know, it was the, probably the best organized tournament that he's ever played in, um, which is, you know, from a player who who's played a lot of golf and he, he played at, uh, I think, uh, Niagara, uh, college um you know he's played a bunch of organized golf through the years that's great to hear because that's what we're after right yeah. we want to we want to create the best experience for exactly the and it's the key word it's the experience i mean we can put up all the prizes and all the registration gifts and all the great food that we want and we can have an awesome venue which we do have but at the end of the day if uh if the experience is not an enjoyable one if it's not something that you feel like is different um yeah. in a good way then it doesn't make you it doesn't give you that sense of of wanting to to return because you know it's it's uh you know i just got to do this every year and obviously we're hoping 
we're hoping, but we also know uh, before July even comes that we're going to be able to deliver that experience at Smugglers Glen in, in July as well. We delivered it at Brockville Country Club last yep. fall with the two ball and have already talked to a number of players from the weekend that are planning on getting partnered together come down for the two ball. So we're looking at getting that field bigger and make yep. that event stronger. And, you know, it's funny, every time I make this, uh, this speech at the end of the you, you may as tournament. well just retire that part of the speech. Yeah, yeah. It's like I used to. I used to say back in the day. You know, it's great that everybody enjoys this. It's not what we do. We're a media company. We, we publish we things. We write things. And uh, no, I mean this is part of what we do. Uh, yeah, this is this is a new world order for us. And and this this business and running events is now part of our operation. So. Yeah. Uh, whether it's a golf tournament or whether it's you know things we've been talking about and dealing with uh, with Sam from Golf PEI, trying to get something going where we can we're going to try to organize some kind of a, a golf PEI uh, road trip, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I guarantee that anybody that has the opportunity to be a part of that when we announce uh, that happening. Um, it's going to be an amazing trip. It's uh, there's no stone left unturned when it comes to these things. Uh, you know, I got to hand it to number one, uh, Equinel, two different sets of conditions to have to deal with. And in both days, regardless of the weather that we had, that course was playable all around. Like there was never a question of whether we were going to close down the, uh, the round on, on Saturday because of weather, like the, the Uh course held up. Oh yeah. You know, no, very, very little puddling anywhere. Uh, we made the decision before they even teed off to play to to uh, lift clean in place, uh, in which was a great decision because it ended up having to be that way. But the course was extremely playable in the rain, and then it dried up and was was you know firm and fast on Sunday despite all the rain. So yep. Chris uh, Vollett and his team there, man, uh, unbelievable, uh, an awesome meal on Saturday night for the players. So you know, and I. You got to thank Equinel and their staff for everything they did for us all weekend and looking looking after us downstairs in the, in the scoring and registration area. You know, just an unbelievable and our rules officials. We mm. we yeah. obviously we lost Rich McLean this year to uh, to retirement and moving <laughs> on, uh, yeah. but you know Jerry Bauer stepped in, took over that role, had everything running great. Um, and, uh, obviously we had, uh, you know, um, they're busy. I always have yeah. lots of rulings and stuff, but you know, everything, everything got done. And again, that's, that's part of the, that's the reflection of the organization. When, when people get done the tournament, they just say, you know what, I, I didn't, I didn't have a problem. And, and that's really what it amounts to. Right. Yeah. They, they, you know, registration went fine. Dinner was fine. Lots of smiles, you know, again, you know, you can't do anything about the weather, um, but you know, the balls are in the range, they can hit as many as they want, you know, they're prepped and ready to go. It, it was the, it was kind of a little bit return to normalcy, I guess. I know no us. tents went flying and no signs yeah, got broken. Right. No tornadoes. Hey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No and hats off, hats off to our, uh, our new radios. Uh, uh, yeah, they were good a too. Tip so. of the hat to the new radios. We decided yeah. to buy radios given that we're doing three events this year rather than yeah. renting them. And, uh, Wow, those things performed uh, very, very well. 
Yeah, uh, it was good to have Amazon Joe. purchase. <laughs> yeah, it was good to have Joe back as well, doing a little yes. starting. A lot of people were just happy to see him to say hello, and 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 Paula dropped in too on Sunday, and yeah, yeah it felt just like overall, old times. Felt like old times. Yeah, it was just it was just a good solid weekend, and um, you know, it's kind of a next generation of players. There's a lot of players there that you know hadn't seen before, um, which was neat to see. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I can see uh, maybe next year that uh, we um, we turn Brandon, my son Brandon, we turn him loose on the T set, the T marker set up in the morning, so that you no a, longer have a little to do bit. it. I did a little oh. bit. I like we we made some decisions out there to to change up some T's and stuff like that, and definitely, uh, you know, I had an ask with him. Hey, what do you think of this? And you know, we talked about it a fair bit. We're talking about two on Sunday. You know, hey, the wind might be coming from this direction. What do you think? Should we put it up? Yeah, so so that was that was fun to do. Be nice to get that off your plate. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> have I mean, some other things there. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. So, but yeah, that, uh, where where I was getting to a little bit was, uh, you know, uh, David Hood, who ended up winning the D flight, for an example. There's a golfer who's only played for three years. I know it's crazy. And, you know, he went 83, 75, had one of his best rounds ever from talking to some of the other people. Um, he plays at Rivendell down in Verona, uh, lives in Sydney, Ontario, north of Kingston. And they said, man, this guy's like long. Like he hits it like he's a big dude and yes, he hits he it a long way or whatever. And he was all excited. And, and it was kind of neat because, you know, he had sort of heard about the tournament through a network of players, but it's not the traditional players that we're used to that you know maybe grew up around flagstick around the yeah. magazine around the print magazine so we're seeing more and more of those golfers that we're reintroducing ourselves to yeah. um, because they are new to the game and that's one of the great aspects of it is they're coming in and they're finding out about tournaments and going man okay these are these are great i just hope he's not disappointed when he plays maybe some other people's events or something like that <laughs> <laughs> we, set the, we set the bar very very yeah, high unfortunately yeah. for for uh some yeah. other events and you know that's but, not to uh, say any other events aren't aren't good no no events, no but no but it's just a different different is, how yeah. we run and run things but uh yeah exactly. so uh congratulations to all the winners if everybody wants to jump up on uh you know flagstick.com obviously they can see the whole uh summary of the tournament see photos of uh all the winners yeah and uh yeah and, they can and we turn the page and start looking towards july we'll talk about that on the back side of what we're yeah. doing here today um we want to jump in really quick and just talk about the Play Junior Golf Tour and the race for the Flagstick.com Cup started at Readview on the same week. And unfortunately, we wanted to be there, but yeah, you know, yeah. you know, Chris, Chris could handle things on her own. He's been doing it <laughs> he by him. He's been doing it with us for forever. So we we would yeah. just been spectators anyway. I, but... I'm going to get to event number three. I can't get to. I've got uh, my daughter's birthday party this Sunday. He did invite me out to Black Bear, which we'll get to in a second here. Uh, but I'm going to go to event number three at Amherst View. Uh, okay. So looking forward to it. But yeah, he kicked off his 10th season. And, and obviously, you know, he started in the eastern side of eastern Ontario mm -hmm. and then gradually swallowed up the uh, St. Lawrence Junior Tour, which has a longer pedigree. Yeah. Um, but so this but this is the 10th anniversary of him running the tour. And, you know, he's, he's done a couple of neat things for this year. Obviously, we're on board, you know, expanded from being a media partner to being the season long uh, points race partner in the flagstick.com. Uh, cup race as you mentioned um but he's also raising money at each of the events now yes. uh, based on numbers of birdies doing some different things to have fundraising efforts and uh not only did he get 72 players out and they had a full field at Rita view which you know obviously the players loved so that was the uh 
the uh, Humber College PGM Spring Open presented, uh, yeah, so uh, um, in support of the Chio Foundation. And he raised $1,550 for Chio, which was awesome. Nice. Um, which is good to see. So he's got events designated um, or charities designated for each week. Uh, and the next two are uh, the one at Belleville, which is going to be in support of uh, Price Strong. Mm -hmm. which is Dayton Price. And then the next week, it's going to be for Hato Strong. So it's uh, the two kids that uh, were the uh, survivors from the USW uh, accident, the tragedy last year. Um, and Hayden finished great on the weekend. Yeah. I, I'll double check where he finished, but I think he was T6, I believe. Yeah, he was definitely like that. Or 10. T4, T4. Yeah, T4, T4. I think. Yeah, so played played very well. And, and uh, both have been playing well of late, but, you know, as always, um, especially after, you know, you have uh, a medical issues in the u.s there are large bills to pay yeah um so these events are, are both going to support them so the uh the next one uh, will be next sunday is the bear trap at bbr presented by greenbacks pawn shop uh, at black bear ridge in Belleville. so uh in support of price strong so the kids will have a great time there as well quality venue uh, yeah, again so. you know following on on read of you and a great start for chris and the tour for this year nice very nice very nice um okay what do we want to discuss anything else before we shift off uh and uh, just uh, you know might a, have couple a couple of, of minutes notes. here yeah, yeah just a couple of quick notes uh isaiah ibbett won the uh golf ontario junior spring uh, classic at wooden sticks on the weekend so kudos yeah. to him he plays out of camelot uh some good representation there by the uh by you know the kind of the local players uh three players uh i will double check their names romy Dolari. i'm trying to think brandon white and uh, Mark Mackay, both, uh, all three of them uh, just got through the Canadian Open Regional Qualifier in Quebec yesterday. So Very they're nice. advancing to the Monday Qualifier at the RBC Canadian Open. So that will actually technically will be on the Sunday, not the Monday. Um, that's going to be at Coppinwood on June 4th for a chance to get into the RBC Canadian Open. And then the Endless Summer event in Balville, which we've mentioned before, which yep, is a long, long drive, drive champion. Yeah. yeah, long drive championship and pro-am. Uh, not only have they, and again, we've got a story up on, on flagstick.com if you want more details, but uh, they've created an affiliation now with World Long Drive. So the winner gets an exemption of the World Long Drive Championship in Atlanta later this year. And they've just just added 2017 World Long Drive champion Justin James to the field. So that's nice. uh, July 5th, 6th in Belleville. So Pro-Am is sold out, but they're still selling tickets for the event proper. Um, awesome. It should be. Oh, you know, long Drive events are exciting to watch. Yeah, they're fun. And then uh, one last note as well. Uh, Toronto Players Tour uh, is also visiting. Happens to be Trillium as well. They played their first round yesterday. Etienne Papineau. Uh, leading at 64 they play their second round today so obviously as soon as this comes out uh, people will be able to check the results of that but it just shows you there's a lot going on yeah, we're really starting yeah, to get into the, tur the tournament season here um and i can tell you you know i'm obviously tracking all over the place <laughs> trying to trying to keep up on it and uh brooke henderson uh started with a win at the las vegas uh, in las vegas for the uh, lpga match play as well so good to see her back after uh, uh, a couple weeks off yeah, it's interesting. Oh, you know, you'll hear us talk about it on the podcast, um, you know, weekly as we as we get going here about how busy things get. And the fact that we're into tournament season, we're going to try our best to make sure that, you know, every week we, we, you know, shed some light on a few things that are going on. But I guarantee there is far too much happening once once school's out and the juniors are fully playing and we're in full tournament swing, you know, yep. getting into July and August. There's no way we'll be able to cover it all. However, 
if you get over to flagstick.com, I, I'm pretty sure that the majority of what you're looking for, you're going to find there. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, in some capacity or another, we're just not going to be able to, we don't want to get, we don't want the podcast to get into a laundry list of what events just mm-hmm. happened. So we want yeah. to talk golf. We don't want to just, you know, exactly. report on it on this podcast. So yep. just go follow to flagstick.com. Yeah, flagstick.com, follow us on our social media, Instagram, Twitter is where I, you know, pound stuff out there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, you can find those links if you just, like you said, if you just go to flagstick.com, you can actually find your ways to get to all our social media channels. Of course, of course. Okay. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little flagstick shootout, Smugglers Glen, that event coming up. We're going to talk a little bit about the PGA Championship that just happened, even though we didn't really pay any attention <laughs> to it because we were too busy with our own yep. event. But we will talk about it because we are aware. Um, so stay with us. Uh, be right back. You're listening to the Flagstick Podcast with Scott McLeod and Jeff Potter. That's far. So much forgiveness. Wait, did you say forgiveness like far or forgiveness like forgiveness? Forgiveness. For. Forgiveness. Far. Forgiveness. I'm hearing far. Forgiveness like forgiveness. Forgiveness? Forgiveness. I'm still hearing far, but whatever. Introducing Stealth 2 with more carbon for more forgiveness. Forgiveness. Just hit it. And we have returned here on the Flagstick Podcast with Jeff Botter and Scott McLeod. And we want to jump right into our back nine and get the discussion started. But first, uh, the back nine is presented by Greensmere Golf and Country Club. Save 40% on all daily green fee rates with FlexPass includes... And it includes a six-day advanced booking option for only $425 plus tax. Visit greensmere.com for more information. He's um, in great shape out there, actually. Yes, yes. Joe was mentioning that. he's a, He's been playing out there, so he said it was in good shape. Yeah, Joe and Paula are members, as yep. was, as is Jerry, Jerry. Bauer. Yep. Jerry's, a, Jerry's a lifetime. He's a lifer. He's he an is. original. He's an original. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Great track too, uh, like the very Both distinctive, distinctively different, distinctively 18s. different eighteens uh, out it. there. So, get a chance, get out there and play that golf course. Okay, Scott, let's chat about the PGA PGA <laughs> Championship a little how, bit. How much did you see? I saw it. I mean, I did saw what I saw the highlights um, Sunday night when I finally got back and unloaded the the car. Um, I saw the highlights. That's basically yeah. what I saw. I mean, obviously, I saw, we, were, we were following the leaderboards and so forth. Oh, for but, sure. Yeah. We knew it was going on, but, I mean, it certainly yeah. wasn't watching the golf. No. And, you know, it's no. just – it's sad in a way, but at the same yeah. time, you know, we have our own thing going on. And right. um, Yeah, there's lots of people that probably didn't watch it but obviously heard about it. And, and yeah, frankly, sure. I mean, I just jumped on YouTube uh, on Monday and, and, you know, checked the highlights of what I wanted to check. PGA of America has got mm-hmm. a, a YouTube channel and, and you can go as, as, as do we. So if you want to make sure and check out our YouTube channel, mm-hmm. um, but uh, you know, they've got the highlights. So I looked at the highlight packs for, you know, particular players, the rounds, so forth. And yeah, it pretty much catches you up anyways. And the PGA championship, I mean, uh, for me, the PGA championship is number four on the four. Yeah. Uh, so it's not the one, if I'm going to, if I'm going to miss one because of my own event, Sure. That's I'm okay with that. I'll, yeah. I'll catch up. Uh, but when stuff happens, I mean, you got to remember PGA Championship. For some reason, the PGA Championship always seems to to produce something 
um, unique. I, I don't know. I don't know why it's. It, I mean, if we go back to John Daly sure. uh, winning 19, the PGA Championship, at, at, at Crook, I, I almost said. I almost said at Wooden Sticks. At Crooked Crooked Sticks. Sticks. Yeah. No, uh, John Daly did not yeah. win the PGA yeah. Championship at Wooden Sticks. Great yeah. track in its this own. This is right, thirty-two by the way. years ago, so we yeah. understand. Yeah. a lot of our audience probably has no idea what we're talking. Exactly, about. Rich Beam. Yep, ninety-nine. Um, Ye Yang. Yeah, uh, beating, beating yep. Tiger. I mean, yep. I mean, and, and I'm sure that um, uh, was it Bob May. Mm-hmm. The Tiger being the playoff, but in, uh, again, these not that these guys are are are. Are, I mean, are it's no still, are nobodies. No, no, no. I mean, but I it's mean, still, it's it's still a major championship. Yeah, now right? it happens in the U.S. Open, but not as often. It happens sure. in the Open Championship, but not as often. And it happens at the Masters, but also not as often. Yeah, and the it PGA happens, team. and it happens week to week as well. But oh, it for sure. Have, but it doesn't have the same uh, impact as how it can change the life of somebody who's going to exactly. Win. I mean, when Rich or, Beam yeah. won, it was at night like the week of the you know he was selling cell phones. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. and then boom, here he is winning a PGA championship against Tiger Woods. Yeah. Y.E. Yang, um, you know, great golfer, uh, yeah. but, you know, not, you know, yeah. a household name beats Tiger Woods. You yeah. know, uh, you know, Bob May playing shot for shot with Tiger. That was an, an epic, mm-hmm. epic uh, PGA championship finale. You know, I mean, yeah. so then we got this guy. Club pro. Club pro from California. A good club pro, we yes. should say. He's yes. like a twelve-time like, section not, winner. This is the and... fifth time that he's played in the PGA Championship. Yeah. It's yeah, the first yeah, time yeah. that he's made the cut. So yeah. it's not his first. It's not his first rodeo, uh, no. you know. And he's he's a, he is an accomplished. He is a good player. So it's he's not like he's player. you don't you yeah. don't get into the PGA Championship through their qualification process if you can't play. So yeah. let's qualify that the guy can play golf. But then you put him on the stage of the actual event where he hasn't made the cut. It's mm-hmm. not an easy golf course. The rough was crazy, ridiculous to get out of. Uh, scoring was not super high, which pro- or low, which probably Absolutely. actually played into his favor a little bit. Of course, if he could keep it in play and just kind of plod along. But what a great story, you know. Yeah, and then just w- just when they're not, just when they start to. Um, you know, rightfully or not, they start to abandon the coverage on him a little bit because <laughs> yes. he wasn't, he was starting to fade back a little bit. Yeah. The story was dying a little bit. Yeah, he'd made two, bogeys, sudden, made two bogeys early, so he wasn't top of the leaderboard. Yeah, and then so all of a sudden, the boom, coverage goes away, right? Guy yeah. jams a hole in one, like yeah. jars it, and oh, cameras are back on him. The story is alive again. Sure. And, and then what's he do? He goes and has this miracle freaking up and down on, on, 18. on 18, which yeah. like, I uh, was worth 70,000. Yeah, you itself. could you could sit and drop a bucket of balls where he had that shot from and hit them and you probably would only pull that shot off maybe, you know, 15% of the time. Maybe yeah. if you're lucky. And yeah. you know to even get it to land in the rough and release out of the rough the way it did to get down to the hole even to get to whatever I think he had 8 or 10 feet and he had to make that putt to finish in the top 15 which not only like you said $70,000 but that top fifteen got him in next year. Yeah, and and you know he ended up making two hundred and eighty total, but it was a seventy thousand dollar putt. But now it's like, yeah, now things are going interesting. Yeah, after that, obviously, uh, good or bad, because obviously, you know, as fast as people build people up, they obviously start to want to tear them down a little oh, bit yeah. too. But the block show is obviously the block party 
uh, is continuing into this week with exemptions. You know, and here, here's a cool one. If people don't really know or, or, or understand as far as who the, you know, tournament directors who, you know, reach out to these players and, and give them exemptions and so forth, he actually got exemptions uh, for two weeks in a row from two Canadians. Uh, Michael Toth is the uh, tournament director of the Charles Schwab Challenge down at Colonial. Mm -hmm. uh, his dad, Jack, who you know and we yes, know. Jack, Jack used to be... Jack used to be a tailor-made rep. I, yeah, so this is Michael, his son. He's the tournament director at Colonial, so he reached out. Obviously, a lot of attention for that. And then Brian Crawford, who uh, is the uh, tournament director for RBC Canadian Open, he reached out as well. So obviously, uh, Block has a chance to uh, extend his story, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I would think that it's probably not the last sponsor's exemption that he's going to get this year. No, he's year. got a bunch before, but... Yeah, you know, but uh, I mean, it's a great story. It I is, mean, it is a great story. At the end of the day, is 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 he going to you know abandon his head pro position and start touring, playing PGA Tour golf for a living? He's forty six. It's not happening. You know, I'm sorry. Ch chances are this this week is going to be tough for him because I mean, not from a he's he's probably quite capable of oh, yeah uh, i think but, i think was it not look, did annika Sorenston when she played was it colonial not where mm -hmm. where yep. she uh, made her pga yep. tour debut yep. um it's a, it's the kind of course that probably plays into his favor again you know well sure. because you don't have to be crazy long to play it but right accurate yep. but at the same time just in talking to him and watching the interviews you can tell the last thing that this man is thinking about right now is a golf tournament mm. you know, oh it's he's been, got it's been so nuts. much on yeah. his plate from yeah. answering texts and emails and media appearances Interviews and non-stop like, yeah. when are you actually working on preparing for the golf tournament at some point or another you have to start thinking about playing golf yeah. so and this is something he's not used to as being in the spotlight so chances are this week is might not be the greatest week for him he flew yeah. under the radar a little bit last week until until he wasn't under the radar yeah. he's not flying under anybody's radar now that that man yeah. is not flying a stealth bomber that man is flying a a big freaking boat yeah, the radars sure. yeah. are bouncing yeah. all over that thing yeah, and it's a good story. And like you said, who knows how long it lasts? I mean, you know, he he uh, made an appearance on Bob Memories, uh, Memory, Memories podcast. And there's already some backlash of that just because he said, you know, if he could play from Rory's golf ball that he, you know, could win all sorts of different things or whatever. Because obviously he's saying, you know, Rory's 100 yards past him or whatever. And then there's already this big backlash of comments. You know how social media goes. Mm -hmm. um, you know what? what I would say? Enjoy it play it out get your events in you know he's not gonna have to buy a drink back home in california for a long long while and and he seems very grounded anyways as far as when you look at a bunch of his other interviews and things he he knows it is what it is yeah and it's and it's nothing more than that so um good on him and you know it was good to see brooks win as well i mean yeah you know i you know I know we get on this whole live golf thing all the time and, and everybody's just going to melt that thing. But this is not about live golf. It's not and, about love golf. And frankly, no. you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll say something. I'm changing my tune a little bit on, um, on some of this uh, um, positioning with respect to the Ryder cup. Mm -hmm. And, and I'll tell you why. Um, I saw a conversation on air between Brandel Chambly oh and Brad Faxon. Oh, that was a joke. And absolute joke. And I would say this, 
Brad Faxon is right. Mm-hmm. This this is America. This is the PGA of this America. This is the PGA event, of America. This is Team would, America US. I would tell you the PGA of America runs it on this side of it. Brooks Kepka is currently a member of the PGA of America. Yes. So so this is Team USA versus Team Europe. Correct. This is not the PGA DP Tour World versus, Tour versus yeah. the PGA Tour. So yeah. so this whole live stuff to me Okay, it's yes, irrelevant. the qualifications are based on world rankings, so that's fine. They have to follow the rules of qualification for now as long as those are the rules. But mm-hmm. when it comes to the captain's picks, yep. that captain should be allowed to choose mm-hmm. any player on mm-hmm. any tour or not on a tour. If that captain sure. thinks there's a guy playing some some moonlight tour in the U.S. is capable of playing on the on the Ryder Cup, then 100%. by all means, well, look at look it. at the pl- look at the players that show up in the pairings for the Zurich Classic. Yeah, I mean, players all of a sudden because where they are in the ranking, they can pick whoever they want to come mm-hmm. with them. So again, uh, here's the thing: he's a fantastic player. He's you know still one of the best players in the world. Absolutely. He's obviously proved it again in, in winning his his third PGA Championship and a second at the Masters. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, from a playing wise standpoint, um, if the U.S. is fixing to lose. Don't pick them. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah. but you, you know, you need them there. And really, again, look, I, I don't look at it as far as where they've gone and whatever they do. I, I don't, you know, I maybe I don't support that tour. I, I can support it if a player has a decision that they only want to play a certain amount of events in a year and they want to control their schedule and whatever. That's up to them. That's up to them as far as doing that. But, you know, you cannot diminish the quality of his play, no matter what. I don't care yeah. what you think otherwise. So no, it'd be it would be the same thing as if um, you know, they're going to the Olympics and Team Canada and there's a and there's a couple of Canadian players that are playing in the KHL or mm-hmm. or yeah. the Swiss Elite League that are sure. just guys that are just they just don't want to play in the NHL for whatever yeah. reason. Yep. It's not the NHL versus the KHL versus the Swiss Elite League. It's the it's the best on best players in the world. If you're mm-hmm. if the best happen to be in the NHL, great. If the best happened to be on the PGA Tour, then yeah. great. And I'm not saying that guys like Patrick Reed and and Bryson DeChambeau and guys like that are, are Phil Mickelson because of you know that they belong on those Ryder Cup teams because of where they used to be. Yeah, I'm saying that right now Brooks Kepka just won the PGA Championship, finished yeah. second at the Masters, doesn't yeah. play on the PGA Tour. That guy should be on the Ryder Cup mm-hmm. team. Hands yep. down. Now, should Bryson be there? I don't know. Still not a big Bryson fan, regardless of where he finishes. But um, if he pro- the, here's the thing: if he proves he's of the ability to yeah. be the you know better than the a player that's below him on that team. And again, he just finished top ten at the yeah. at the PGA Championship, and I think he also finished top ten at the Masters. I'm not sure on that one. But I mean, it's, it's double check. You know, yeah, again, again, two major championships. Yeah. Again, this you're right. This is separate from the PGA Tour. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's There's a big difference between what I've said in the past about, look, if you want to go play live golf, Whatever. you open up the door and the opportunity for other guys to come up and show and, and make a name for themselves on the PGA Tour. That's cool. I like yeah. that. If you're gone, then you're yeah. gone. Yeah. But when it comes to Ryder Cup, that's this isn't about animal. making taking the guy that just made his name a name for himself on the PGA Tour and slid up into the top 12 in the world rankings that should get a shot at the Ryder Cup. This is about the best players on the tour. If Sergio belongs on that U- on that European team, 
if uh, if any other guys playing uh, on that aren't playing the DP World Tour or the PGA Tour or playing live deserve to be on the Ryder Cup team because the captain thinks they should be there. Yeah. I mean, do you think Ian Poulter deserves to be on a Ryder Cup team? Probably not right now as far as the fact that how he's playing right now. Yeah. But the fact that Ian Poulter is a ridiculously fierce competitor, and even when he wasn't playing well two years ago on a Ryder Cup team, he was dominant in Ryder Cup. So, I mean, it is what it is. So, anyways. um, But, yeah, PGA Championship, great weekend. Loved it. Uh, Great story. Hope it continues. Uh, for this guy for a little while anyway get your fame yep. love your life don't charge Enjoy. more for your golf lessons because that would be dumb and um yeah keep rolling exactly okay all right from the um, block party to the shootout the block party to the shootout now um these are not sh- this is not a shameless plug that we're doing here with respect to the flagstick shootout but it is the flagstick podcast it is our platform so we will talk about whatever we like Heck yeah. uh, and we are going to talk about the flagstick shoot it because it is coming up in July. It's a re- it's a reborn event. Um, it existed. It was great. It evolved um, into uh, when it when it stopped um, existing. It was mm-hmm. a seventy two player straight off of the the uh, top to bottom. No indexes. No flights. No divisions. Just let's let's go to Smugglers Glen. One of, one of the most challenging golf courses uh, in our region to play, uh, and um, and it's going to be a blast. What we have done is we are asking players to register at FlagstickShootout.com, and they register. They automatically get put on the wait list as everybody that registers does, and then we will select our seventy two player. F- field as we go along yep uh until we have the field set we exempted or invited the top 10 uh from the flagstick open which included the top nine including ties which meant 11 players correct uh we invited them to participate in the flagstick shootout Uh, at this point um Six of the 11 have accepted the invitation. The other five are checking schedules to make sure there's no conflicts. Uh, and then we invited the next 20 players into the field. Uh, so making our field of 72 now thir- a field of 30. Uh, we invited the next 20 into the field and uh, from that wait list and moved them into confirmed. Now we still have guys on the wait list. So yep. if you've registered and you haven't seen your name, pop yep. up yet it's don't just panic. because we're don't panic um you might still get in we're just not going to you know throw all 72 players on the list all at once we're we're doing yep. this in stages um and uh you know maybe for the drama of it all maybe not i don't know but it's it's <laughs> it's it's fun Did to you, kind of pick them as you go along yeah. because people are registering at different times there is starting to become a sense of urgency because we have stuff that has to be ordered. Uh, We're trying to give people the opportunity to register. So if you haven't registered yet, you might want to start thinking about this as an urgent, uh, more of a hard deadline. And a good good mix of talent in there already um, from the invitations, uh, you know, some past champions, some past contenders, um mm-hmm. which is nice to see players we haven't seen in a while yeah like Clay, uh, clayton Prasant. Um, yeah which awesome is i was see. so excited to see his name yeah. and and it was a, it was a no-brainer yeah. as far as the invitation goes there yeah um, yeah for sure you know. I, I think he won the last edition actually yes and and, so. and joe matthews who at this yep. point is the oldest player in the field 
Yeah. Um, and uh, Joe's a past champion. He is. So, and yeah. uh, and no, again, another no brainer of, yeah. uh, you know, yes, definitely Joe's going to be in it. And, and we even um, um, I'm not going to say youngest in the field yet, but um, Shane Stanley, who mm-hmm. uh, who actually helps me out with some of my hockey coaching. He's a yeah. good friend of my my son, Brandon's. He is really focusing a lot. He works uh, with Dave Drukin at uh at golf tech all winter. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually missed just a slight top 10 finish at the, uh, the he had U19 a great... boys at the spring. He had a 69 in the, the second classic. round. Yeah. yeah the spring solid. classic. His yeah, game good. is really rounding out. So, so we invited him and he's, uh, I think he's 17. Yeah. 17. Yeah. yeah so he's 17 now. So good, good to um, see those players emerging for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, you know, new faces and, you know, we've got obviously a lot of the usual suspects, but you know, players that have played college golf, um, as, as you mentioned, you know, the Brennan Smiths, who obviously won the flights to Copen. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, Ellis Canard from Ottawa, who plays at Oakland University. Uh, I mean, the list, and it goes on. Daniel Braha, who lost in the playoff, who's actually already qualified now for the Monday qualifier at the at the Canadian Open for, for this year. Um, you know, uh, yeah, lots lots of uh, good young talent. And uh, yeah, it, sh- it should be good. And looking forward to seeing um, all those faces back at Smugglers. Yeah, it's so, going to be a great week. It, yeah. It's it's just going to be a fun weekend. It really yeah, is. So. I mean, it's yeah. uh, it's different. Uh, from my standpoint, as far as organizing and operating goes, uh, doing the draw is going to be easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Saying, the, 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 def, the most difficult thing that I have to do on Flagstick Open weekend every year is that yeah. freaking draw. draw. And as, as easy as Golf Genius makes it to do a draw, yeah, they do. But... there's little tiny things that, and, and, and maybe it, not, it may not be a Golf Genius thing. It may be a me thing. And there may <laughs> yeah. be actually a way to do it easier than <laughs> I do it, but, and I'm going to investigate this. But to do the shootout draw is like, okay, (laughs) the draw is the draw. And when it's over, I reverse it and do the draw for the next day. What's neat too, as well is you know, there's a number of players that I noted there that, you know, weren't around playing tournament golf when the shootout, I know shootout was there Yeah, and they're excited. I've had a number of those players come back to me and say, man, I'm excited to go and play a tournament there. Um, just because they, they didn't play that original shootout, but they heard lots about it. And, and uh, you know, just the venue itself, you know, the golf course is great. Uh, enjoy the time, get to spend there. Uh, you know, we've been there since the very beginning as far as that golf yeah. course. Yes, um, we were. When, we were. When, it, when it opened and, and it's just gotten better and better over the years. And, and you know, for those listening that are wondering if they should apply or not, this is a co- uh, course that hosted the uh, U17 Provincial Championships last year for Ontario. It hosted the Canadian Tour in 2012. Um, you know, it's a high quality golf course and I can tell you it is in mint shape. I haven't been on the course this year, um, but spent some time there and I've talked to Jason a fair bit. I've talked to a lot of other people. It's in great shape, probably one of the best springs ever. And, uh, as a result of it, man, it's going to be firm and fast and ready to go in mid July. And, and here's the thing too, with respect to registering for this tournament, um, I have gotten a few questions with respect to indexes, um, mm. and people asking, you know, I'm a, I'm a 12, I'm a 15, I'm a whatever. Right. Um, yeah. You know, should I even bother registering? Do I even have a shot at getting in? Yeah, my, my, my short answer to that question is yes, you have a shot at getting in. Yeah. But um, you might not be competitive. Exactly. Just understand that, that the majority of the field is going to be zeros, pluses, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, ones and twos. 
Um, there'll be some sixes, there'll be some eights. Sure. Um, there always is. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to let a 15 or a 12 into the tournament, yeah. but you have to understand that if you're a 15 or 12 playing the white tees at your home course, you're not playing the white tees at Smuggler's Glen. If you think you've yeah. gone to Smuggler's Glen, you've played a few rounds of golf and you really enjoy the golf course, but you played it off the front tees, yeah. that's not where we play it. No. Um, we play it back a long way we do adjust for conditions and stuff like that we don't set the course up to beat guys up but we do set the course up to be highly competitive because that's the way it's supposed to be so if you think you want to play around play a tournament under those conditions sure apply and by all means apply um and you know the selection of players is not based solely on old. Oh, we're going to sort the spreadsheet by index and we're going to yeah, pick this out. That's not how I we had, do this. And I had that yesterday on Instagram. I had uh, a player comment, how good do you have to be to, you know, to get an invite? And, and, and I think they were saying it a little sarcastically or whatever. And, and I'm like, well, you know, that player is good enough. You know, the one that, that said it, they've already got a trophy uh, from one of our events, but um, you know, we have to, we want to make people realize this is just not an exclusive club, as you said, based on no spreadsheet alone. Nope. You know, it, or, you know, have you played in our events before? Have you supported our that's, events? That's probably the you single know? number one criteria exactly. yeah. is, is do, have you ever played in a flagstick event before? So yeah. have you supported what we've done before this event existed yeah. or did you support it when it did exist? That's yeah. going to be on the criteria. Number two, um, what, who are you? Like, yeah. are you a, are you a good guy? Do we know you? Are you like, uh, you know, some yeah. something about that we might know who you are, or have we talked to you in the past and you mm-hmm. were a, a jackass? <laughs> you're probably not getting in. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, here's the thing: there's only and seven... yes, your index does play a, a, a of course pretty big part of it because yeah. we want the strongest field possible. Yeah, but um, I'll tell a... you right now, uh, I'm a I'm a right now I'm probably playing. When I play, I'm probably playing to about a five or a six index. Mm-hmm. Um, I can handle Smuggler's Glen from the back tees quite fine, and I can sure. score quite fine. I ain't winning. No, uh, there's no but chance you... I'm putting up a couple rounds in the 60s and winning the tournament. But I'm competitive, and to get into it, I'll tell are you, you saying, when we used to playing? have. Are you playing? No, is that what you're saying? Okay. No, I'm too busy. Um, when we had the tournament there before, I can guarantee you, there were some people that when they got in, mm-hmm. their goal was to finish in the top whatever number we indicated that would get an invitation to the next next year. year. They weren't playing for first or prizes or anything like that. Because look, we don't, when it comes to these events, prizes, we don't do prizes down to like 10, 15 players. It's normally, you know, the top five are Mm -hmm. getting prizes and everybody's getting the coolest registration gifts and a great weekend experience on an awesome golf course. That's what these events are all about. So yep. this isn't about finishing in the top ten or fifteen and getting a and getting a sleeve of ball, a dozen balls, or a or a golf bag. That's not how we do this. Uh, we top heavy our events with our our registration gifting and prizing is a secondary thing. But in the case of this event, it might be the top fifteen that get exempt into in, or get invited to next year. Yeah, that's what you're. At the end of the day, that's what a lot of guys are playing for. It's like, yeah, I'm a six handy, but can I squeeze into that top fifteen? Mm-hmm. 
you know, and, so. and the thing is, it, it's providing another competitive opportunity. I mean, you know, it fits into the schedule where it is because we've looked at a lot of different things. Um, it's a chance for other people to get another competition in, which mm-hmm. they're they're looking to get reps in, um, maybe because they're preparing for some other tournaments or whatever the case may be. Maybe they're getting ready for, you know, who knows, whatever intersectionals, whatever club championship, whatever, well, whatever intersectionals, the, I think are over by yeah, now. over by then. But whatever the case may be, and and the thing is, is that you know that's what people asked us for. They asked for more competitive opportunities that weren't necessarily within associations they want a weekend tournaments as well i hear that non-stop from people they're like yeah you know what i'm trying to play a whole bunch of events in whatever association because obviously mm-hmm. we deal with people across the the country but you know i'm working uh, and i need to play on a weekend well this is a weekend tournament you yeah. know and we're fortunate in working with a partner like smugglers Glen. um you know that they support us coming out there and being there on a weekend um so yeah you know what that that this is what this is about part of it it's not just going and you know low score you know beat each other's brains out that's about it there's a lot of other elements that are in there yeah so that plays into the factor of you know selecting the field as well yeah we we just have 72 spots and it just means that you know if we have one player who's played in a whole bunch of our tournaments before and a player that we've never seen before that's never played in any of our tournaments before well yeah we're going to lean to the the other person even if they happen their index happens to be a little bit higher than the other person that's just the way it works with the committee you know uh, we can't say there's a hard and fast rule that's there no 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 but, but i mean that's what it came down to on on monday you know we we wanted yeah, to pick, we looked at right. we looked at the list and said okay well let's pick 20 players off this list yeah. and announce the first wave of selections after the top 10 from the flakes to open so we're looking at the list going okay so what are we looking at we there's this guy this guy this guy yeah. the index yeah. and, and and we selected 20 players there's still guys on the waiting list that have lower indexes mm-hmm. than the ones that we selected in yeah. that top and they that may 20 be in, they may be in the next wave exactly but they just weren't we wanted to make sure the first wave that those guys got in yeah. Um, the next wave will be, I think we said the next wave are going to come on the 28th is yeah. uh, 28th is going to be the cutoff for the next wave. And um, depending on where we're at at that point, I don't think we'll make the full 72 selections in, but it might be another, might be another 10 or 15 or another 15 or 20 players. Cool. Um, but do yourself a favor, flagstickshootout.com and get on that list now yeah. so that, you know, don't wait until the last minute thinking that we might, you might slide into one of the last 10 or 15 spots, because then we start to factor in, you know, how bad do you really want to be in the field if you're waiting until two or three days before we finalize the selection. So um, show us that you want to be in the tournament. That'll help with the selection process. Get your name on the list now. Yeah, Um, for sure. All right. It's going to Mac. All right, dude. Well, that's another fantastic show. Yeah, what do you got going on the next little while? Are you gonna get some golf in the next week before we reach the shoulder here? is starting to feel a lot better. Like um, if the rest of my body agrees with my shoulder, I would maybe like to to hit some balls on the weekend. Yeah, um, you take some plastic off some clubs, don't you? <laughs> no. Um no, I'm good. No, you no, I got no some? I got okay. no plastic, nothing, nothing's new this year. Everything was new last year. Okay. Um, so no, I'm good uh, on that front. Cool. I'm ready to ready to go. I just got to hit some balls um, yeah. without any pain. So let's do that. Um, you, you're, you're going to golf because you got to prepare. 
I'm going to try. I've got a stack of lesson work to do in the next little while. Obviously, if, as we get busy for tournaments and everybody else wants to get busy preparing for tournaments. So that that's uh, a lot. But definitely, I want to get out and squeeze some rounds in. Uh, I am heading down to um, Cambridge area next Tuesday for the uh, Dayton Price. They're having a, a fundraising tournament down right. there. So I'm heading down with Hayden Underhill and his family. So that should be fun. It'll be first time for a whole group of us to kind of get together. Um, but besides, uh, you know, that obviously just, just prep, trying to get some practice in just short game stuff and things like that. And just, to game. Like, just make some birdies because that's what it, it's going to come down to, um, you know, at the marshes on June 5th, get six par fives. I need to make some birdies and some Eagles. And Hey, frankly, I'm a senior. We're going to be playing off the white tees. So. Yeah, it shouldn't be a problem. Shouldn't be a problem for Scott McLeod. It's going to be a different golf course. Whether I play well or not, who knows? But I'm going to just going to go and do the best I can. And Stableford, can just do. make some birdies. Make some birdies, yeah, which is fun. I, I'm excited about that. And I think I'm playing. I know at least one of my pairings so far. I'm going to get uh, Dale Peterson from Kingston here. Nice. I play Garrison. Okay. Uh, we're going to we're going to play together, I believe. Um, yeah, so that'll be nice. He's getting back to playing in, in, in competition. It'll be nice to see. And I was talking to Caroline Campbell, uh, uh, or Caroline Baxter, sorry, Caroline Baxter uh, yesterday. And I should say we got something coming up upcoming on the women's try golf series for golf ontario mm -hmm. uh katie walker has returned to the pga and has taken on that portfolio nice. of that <clears throat> series nice which is happening with the golf ontario across the province and she has promised me uh dates and schedules for that coming up so that you know if you're looking for a place for uh the ladies are interested in going in and getting involved with some uh you know trying golf um <clears throat> we'll have more details out on that soon and maybe we'll even have uh caroline baxter for an interview on that at some point beautiful all right beautiful all right scott enjoy the rest of the week all right you too bud and uh, everybody else enjoy the rest of the week yeah for um, sure. what's left of it when this actually uh this actually comes out um, great show. I want to thank, uh, as always, our sponsors, Metcalf Golf Club, Greensmere Golf and Country Club, and uh, our presenting sponsor, TaylorMade. With stealth, they push past the limits of titanium, introduce the world to the carbon wood age. How far are they willing to take it? Way past far and into forgiveness. Uh, introducing the all-new Stealth 2 Plus, combining elements of speed and forgiveness to unlock forgiveness. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca uh, to learn more. Uh, hopefully you're enjoying uh, everything you're hearing and watching with us uh, on this podcast. Be sure to follow us across social media networks, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, and TikTok. Subscribe on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, and or Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. We keep encouraging that. And we're seeing that you are, so keep doing that. Yeah, appreciate um, that. Like us and click the notification bell. Make sure you don't miss a single episode ever. Get over to flagstick.com because that's where the good stuff is happening all the time. Um, great, amazing content delivered there every single day. As always, we do appreciate uh, you tuning into us. Until next week, I am Jeff Botter. I'm Scott McLeod. Remember, always go for the stick. Yeah.